hey, you're listening to Metal Gear Mondays, and it's completely brought to you by listeners like you supporting us. So you should go to patreon.com slash Metal Gear Mondays and uh, consider supporting. This week on Metal Gear Mondays, we go to Big Mama's house. Ladies, gentlemen, boys, and girls, welcome to another episode of Metal Gear Mondays, the podcast that chronicles Metal Gear and all things Metal Gear uh, from top to bottom, inside and out, left to right, unless you're Japanese, in which case it's right to left and you can't understand anything we say on this podcast anyway, uh, Mm -hmm. produced by Forever Nationaut, and as always, I am your host, Alessio Summerfield, and this week I'm joined by Isaac Lim. Konnichiwa. <laughs> we, uh, our prodigal son has returned, um, and uh, we got, we got, we got Sam, Sam Wright, Samuel Wright, Samuel Wright. Uh-huh. Um, I would like to, uh, uh-huh. first off, formally apologize for the letter I sent a couple episodes ago. Were you drinking um, and listening to podcasts again? No, I me- I meant every word of it, but I was told that I had to apologize um, to get back on the show. So who to- who told you? Fucking that? So- I'm fucking sorry. Uh, uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> do, we boss, ha- do we? Big ha- boss told me. <laughs> do we have like a shadow producer that I don't know about? Who's involved? It's the Patriots. The Patriots. It's the patriarchy. It's the patriarchy. <laughs> yeah, the patriarchy. We have that's our mission now. We have to smash it. Exactly. Well, cool. So, um, Sam, since you weren't here, um, you might Hi. be curious as to what we talked about. So, uh, Isaac, oh can, no, can what? you fill Sam in? <laughs> oh, I'd like to. I'd like you to fill me in in a little something we like to call "Fumbling in the Dark" with Isaac Lim. That's no um, Ben Garibaldi Smith uh, or Patrick singing version, but we'll take it anyway. <laughs> um, excuse me, the Smiths. Excuse the, the me, British the, Smiths. Yes. The son Smith, the, the, the brother Smiths, yeah, the brothers, the Smiths. brothers Smiths. I'm gonna need you to be. I'm gonna need to be nicer to me, please. <laughs> All right, uh, put my kid gloves back on. Isaac, go ahead. Thank you. Punching bag. Um, <laughs> I have to fill you in on everything we did. Well, no, because <laughs> I did. Because I did. Point. No, because I did play it. I <laughs> so you don't have to really fill me in a whole lot <laughs> what, on what happened. What did we do last episode, Isaac? Um. So, if you remember, put on your thinking caps, boys and girls. <laughs> you sound like the beginning of uh, Bubble Goose. What? Here we go. <laughs> um, we were a little bit of a sneaky boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, right? yeah, that's that's been happening for 58 episodes now. Mm-hmm. Um... Oh, uh, I know. Um, we were in a trench coat. We uh, we had <laughs> all three of us were in a trench coat <laughs> on each other's shoulders. Oh uh, really... man, I have that. I'm glad you brought that. Like you said that on each other's shoulders. I have a note about that later. <laughs> a really tall trench coat. Uh, uh-huh. We were, and um, we did a lot of chasing. Trench coat uh-huh. chasing, part like two. That trench coat chasers yeah 
and um, um, and then we saw somebody who we don't know, but we do know. <laughs> you get, you got what was it. That? <laughs> yeah, if you think about it, the last episode, if you boil down just the gameplay, like we just walked yeah. down some streets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously, like, that's all we we, did. we talked. We talked to Meryl, then we walked down some streets, and then Eva. <laughs> and then we talked to our mama. Yeah. Mama. Big mama. Oh. Well, cool. So before I move on, can I just make like, can I make like one quick note about Act 2? Yeah. Because I just want to talk about how I definitely used the javelin missile to shoot Octopus when she was hiding. <laughs> and, it made my, and it made my job a lot easier. That's amazing. So... Very fun, but that's all I needed to say about that. And then my experience, just in short, sneaking to Big Mama's house. Mm-hmm. Um, the Martin Lawrence film? Was, <laughs> so I was doing it like normal, but something I never thought to do in, in the times that I played this game. After a certain point, I just stopped using the trench coat mm-hmm. and was just like following him on the ground with my Octo Camo, and it worked very well. On the ground? Like yeah, crawling? Like crawling. Or- Wait, you were crawling yeah. on the ground like the snake that you are? Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. You did a good job. That's a good Snakes that's a, me that's out. Where are boy. their arms? You're yeah, the best. best boy. Thanks. Awesome. Well, thank you, Sam. I feel, I feel that's like all. when you're on the show, it feels like I'm just being like hugged by a good friend for the entirety of the show. So I appreciate you. <laughs> it gets a little sweaty and a little uncomfortable yeah. at some points, but it feels good. I don't need I, I don't need you to be that nice to me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll tone it back. I'll meet you in the middle. Thanks. Very nice. So um, on this episode, we are going to be covering the second half of Act 3, um, which is just Third Son, because they ran out of names at this point, I guess. Um, and uh, yeah, so we're just going to essentially pick up like r- pretty much right where we left off, um, for better or for worse, um, and cover sort of the remainder. Again, not a whole lot of gameplay, but more gameplay than the first half. So that part's great. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed this. So let's just go ahead and dive in. Um, Here we go. <laughs> and Isaac just That's blew skadooed <laughs> into a painting of yep. the second part of Act 3. <laughs> yep. I love that this cutscene is so large that it has a save point. In yeah, it's it. ridiculous. Yeah. Well, there's like multiple of that already. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's just like this game, man. Yeah. Um, so yeah, essentially right where we left off, if you haven't listened to it yet, uh, go back to the last episode and just listen to right before the outro and then jump in right here. Um, Uh essentially we kind of pick right back up with Big Mama, aka Eva, in the middle of the cathedral. Um, she's still rambling about Zero being obsessed with, like, power, money, and information, um, which is almost like hip-hop artists, except replace information with bitches, and, uh, (laughs) it's pretty much the same thing. Um, but yeah, power, money, info. Um, and, uh, Eva essentially says that big boss and zero both in, in like misinterpreted the boss's will, which we had kind of talked about last episode as well. Um, I will say this sort of with the week in between and revisiting and playing just before the show. Um, I know last episode I was like all, all aboard the two good friends have an argument and it turns into like 40 years of warfare. Um, (laughs) But now revisiting it, like that's kind of the, like the thinnest thread, most like bullshit. Like guys just call each other. 
just like talk to each other for like five minutes. Like, what's going on? Like, you're destroying the world. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I just I don't. It's weird. I think on on the one hand, it's super cool that it's so mini sort of like micro but like on the other hand it's kind of ridiculous so i don't know take it for what you will um the other thing to note for this cutscene um is uh everybody that says portable ops isn't canon can go fuck right off um because when eva is talking to us and we see all the painted portraits of the like past metal gear events there is a huge painted portrait for portable ops like i see null i see all those boys Mm -hmm. in that picture you see um, big stacked ass, super stacked Eva. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then let's talk about this for a second. Let's camp out on <laughs> Eva with like breasts for five women for a second. Yeah. Um, it was super, like I noticed it right away because it was super distracting. Yeah. So for those of you at home real quick uh, who may not have the capabilities to play, um, what <laughs> happens is Eva's talking about the past as she does. Um, and there's a, like I had mentioned earlier, there's a bunch of painted portraits of like the past three, four, five, whatever games. Um, and one of the paintings that kind of zooms into, and it's like a little, uh, I don't know, like a Star Wars-esque movie poster painting of Metal Gear Solid 3. Um, and everybody's kind of doing their thing, and like Big Boss is all front and center looking like he looks. Um, and then two Big Bosses right, our left, there's like a little Eva in the corner, and like A, she's got like six-pack abs, mm-hmm. um, which is weird because she didn't in the game. And then B, mm-hmm. she's got like she makes like Pamela Anderson look flat, like it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like she's just got boobs <laughs> with like thirty O's, thirty like, O's. Yeah, there's like triple F's. Like I just, it's fucking, it's a little much. Like I was like, what, what, like what, is, what am I looking at? What is this? Triple, triple F for fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, uh, Isaac. Did you notice? Did you notice Eva's no. extra rack of stacks? Somebody's rack of stacks. <laughs> Somebody's gonna have to link me that because I completely missed it apparently, and I would like to see. Well, it's hard to yeah, miss too because like it, then it gets like center frame and the camera pushes into it and then it fades into like old lady Eva, like oh. yeah. over top. Um, which like yeah, man, like she's a good looking older lady. I get it. It's fine, but like, why do we gotta? Why do we have to paint the past through the lens of silicon? Like, what's going on here? So, anyway. The lens of silicon. <laughs> Sounds like a very Metal Gear thing. Um, mm. But yeah, so, and then um, I kind of put in my notes for some fucking reason every time the cutscene just, just cuts to black and fades back in. Um, mm-hmm. So we have a little cutscene change. Um, we're going back to the whole moving images style thing. Um Finally, we kind of get to bridge. Um, I don't know why. I p- well, I guess it is portable ops. So we finally get to bridge some like what the fuck happened between portable ops and Metal Gear, like Metal Gear One. Um, mm. And Eva kind of touches into it a little bit. Essentially, she says that Big Boss came back to the United States after some time away, which like we don't know how much time away. We don't know what he was doing. We may or may not find out what he was doing soon. Um, but he just kind of comes back and resumes control of Foxhound, just like everything was cool like yeah like it was all fine happened, which is weird because it was I, all a dream yeah he used to read word up magazine um, there we go i'm glad you, <laughs> but, glad you did that thank you um <laughs> but yeah i just don't understand how zero who's this like crazy global despot isn't just like what do you mean you're back you know what i mean like it's just this weird like big boss came back and everything was cool um uh-huh. and so i don't know i guess zero 
obviously became suspect to this at some point. But essentially what she says is that uh, whenever he uh, Big Boss took back control of Foxhound, he essentially did what he did in Metal Gear 1 and Metal Gear 2. So I think as far as the chronology right now in our head, um, based on what Eva's telling us and based on where we're at in the series as a whole, um, we can kind of infer that Big Boss came back, took over Foxhound, and shortly after he took over Foxhound again, that's when Snake, Solid Snake, but pre-Solid, does his first mission, which is to infiltrate Outer Heaven. Um, Essentially, Eva then goes on to tell us that Zero is why Frank Yeager became the Cyborg Ninja, um, Mm -hmm. and that uh, when Big Boss was killed, quote-unquote, by... Solid Snake at the end of Metal Gear 2, um, that he his body, like him, became sort of a prisoner of Zeros. Um, even in death, essentially, that kind of kept him in between living and uh, dead. And uh, Zero, essentially, she says Zero did it to, like, continue on the propaganda that, like, Big Boss is, like, the dopest, like, the Pope of Dope. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but realistically, uh, she, she follows it up and says, actually, Zero still saw him as a friend. And it's like, I don't, Isaac and Sam, I see both of you guys as friends, but mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd put you guys in like a I have no mouth and I must okay. scream esque like hell yeah, on earth. I was gonna I was gonna say, would you skin me alive and then put me in a marinade bag? <laughs> <laughs> because that's what he is. He's marinating in there. That's what it is. Ew. Yeah, we so we're gonna see some of this here in a little bit, but yeah, I'd I love you guys so much. I'd cut all your limbs off and skin skin you guys, and just put you in a little Ziploc. Oh, thanks, a little, little, uh, little bodily fluids, little rosemary, a little thyme. <laughs> Tastes really rosemary. good. Rosemary, teriyaki. Yeah, and you yeah. will be grilled based on where we go mm-hmm. here. Um, well, yeah. Well, it's overcooked. If if I ever saw it in my life, <laughs> but we'll get there. Hey, that's how uh, that's how uh, that's how our uh, uh, clown in chief likes his steaks. Is uh, big boss, big boss burnt. Anyway, Big Boss burnt with ketchup. Gross. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, old Zed, uh, Zordon Zero, as you will, um, <laughs> lo- essentially lost his belief in everything after Big Boss left. I'm assuming after he left means after he left before he came back, right? Is that what you guys? I would. Took I would. Away? He didn't I would think again. so. That's what I. No, that's what I. That's what I took from it too. Okay, so essentially, Big Boss or. Excuse me. Zero loses his like literally his faith in like people, organizations, countries, like everything for whatever reason, um, and just gets really fucking paranoid. So around this time, so I believe, and I don't like. Yes, please write in mail if I get this a year wrong. But essentially, Big Boss disappears like around seventy six, seventy five, I think. Um, and so I'm assuming that it's around that time, like early to mid seventies, um, that zero starts to kind of put into place this like AI, uh, initiative. And so he's like, I don't trust people. So we're just going to take people out of the equation and robot artificial intelligence is going to essentially create the new Patriots and kind of monitor it forever. Um, Eva kind of goes a little in the weeds here and tells us that the four AIs are GW, TJ, AL, and AR, I believe. Um, And she even says his own Mount Rushmore. Um, So you can kind of infer that these are um, like political figures. So GW obviously Uh being George Washington, TJ being Uh Thomas Jefferson. um, And then what... What are the other two? AL would be Abraham Lincoln. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, what is AR? AR is... Fuck. What is Roosevelt's first name? Oh, it's Theodore. What the fuck is... Te- Theodore. Theodore. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of another. Um, Andrew um, Ryan. 
Um, Andrew. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we're sh- we're showing our horrible uh, U.S. political history information here, but um, yeah, Teddy Roosevelt is on the Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we'll, yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, but they're all so these four AIs are governed by like a central core, which is the which is John Doe. Um, to sort of unite them. Um, and then Snake's like, wait a minute, GW, do you mean like the same GW that we destroyed? And uh, Eva's like, yeah, after GW died, TJ or was taken offline, TJ, AL, and AR kind of took over in its place. Um, and Eva then kind of continues to be hyperbolic, and she's like, in the shadow of the system, Big Boss isn't allowed to live or die. Um, and then kind of goes in depth about how around the time that Big Boss was a kind of, like, vegetalized and kind of put into cold storage, uh, post, I would assume this is post-Metal Gear 2, um, that Eva and Ocelot planned to free Big Boss, and they enlisted Naomi, um, and they used Frank Yeager to kill Dr. Clark, who is paramedic, um, and then Ocelot killed Sigint, or the DARPA chief, on purpose during the torture um, to try and kill off the other Patriots so they could get closer to Big Boss. Um and she, uh, Eva then says that Ocelot got lost in the middle of the struggle, and um, obviously, like, now he's liquid. Um, and yeah. But his sort of main motivation was that he, like, idolized Big Boss, and so Big Boss was kind of like a, like a mentor, kind of like father figure for him. Because it's, like, super weird to think, like, looking back at it, that, like, everything he did in Metal Gear Solid 1 was, like, in the name of Big Boss. Yeah, and, like, in the like, name of... Like, it's just, like... Yeah. Revenge. All, everything... Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Well, well, we'll continue to get into this because, uh, in a way, the way the in in the in the way that Metal Gear as a story is effectively just about Big Boss's life and death, um, mm-hmm. it's a, also kind of about Ocelot. Um, so we'll, we will see more of Ocelot kind of as the series continues, um, which is super cool because um, I think the fact that they took uh, like a cowboy. Uh, hip shooting like Lone Ranger uh, character from Metal Gear One and like fleshed it out this much is kind of crazy, um, uh-huh. but yeah. And then we get another cutscene shift. Um, essentially, this is just Eva making a bunch of fucking excuses for the weird liquid arm thing, which like I still don't buy it. Like I think it's kind of, uh, like Isaac uh-huh. was this. It's hard. It's hard to ask if this is believable because, like, ninety nine percent of what the fuck we just <laughs> talked about is pretty unbelievable. Um, but I will. So let me let me frame it this way then, because I think this is kind of the more sort of intelligent way to kind of approach it. You can suspend your disbelief for everything else. Did you have trouble suspending your disbelief for like a psychic arm? Uh in the Metal Gear universe, I kind of, I kind of believed it. Like I went all in, man. I'm no, a I true mean, believer. There is, just, there is just a psychic in the Metal Gear universe. So it's just Liquid didn't I don't have know that... any psychic powers. Like that's the like I think if Liquid had any sort of psychic powers prior to the arm thing, it would be a little bit more in the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. For me, at least. Not that I'm There's saying that he should. There's some stuff I want to say that spoilers yeah. for some later games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, but anyway, so yeah, and then we find out here that this is kind of the point in which Raiden kind of took a took a role. So uh, yeah. Eva then kind of brings Snake up to speed to kind of current times, and she says that Raiden kind of came out of nowhere while Eva was essentially on her own. She was like the last one left from the original Patriots besides Zero, and she didn't really know what the fuck to do, and so Raiden kind of came out 
to her out of the blue and was like, I'm going to help you. And so Raiden helped her find Big Boss's body, BBBB, if you will, triple Bs. Um, and uh, essentially uh, the information was encrypted in GW's data. And so uh, Big Mama retrieved Big Boss with the help of Raiden. Um, and so Eva takes Snake to meet Big Boss, uh, quote unquote. She's like, do you want me to take you to him? And Snake's like, yes, please. And then she's like, I'm going to take three <laughs> steps and open the back of a van. Um, it was kind of awkward. Yeah. It was, um, but yes. Yeah, this is his, this van, this black I, van is his holy ark. I wasn't sure where she was going with it, to be honest. I was like, all right. And yeah, it feels like almost like weird uh, localization, I feel like. Where uh-huh. it's like, why would you be like, do you want me to take you to him? If he's literally like, you can touch it with your arm from where you're standing. Yeah. Like, what, do you, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, and then we see the aforementioned uh, steam bag slash <laughs> steam vegetable bag of Big Boss. Green giant. Uh, Just pop it in the microwave for five minutes. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's like sous vide Big Boss. Just keep yeah, him at it's a... Real gross, it's, like a it's like a Big Boss Jiffy Pop. Oh, no. So here's my question. I have a question for you. So, again, like we just described... Listeners at home, uh-huh. she opens the back of a van, and there's, like, a real gross, like, if you guys can imagine, uh, like, what Gus Fring from Breaking Bad looked like when mm. he, like, spoiler alert for oh. years ago, when uh, his face got kind of blown off. Yeah. Um, it kind of looks like that. Um, and uh. just, like, no arms, no legs, and just, like, a bloody bag. And, like, here's the deal. I get that you wanted to find Big Boss. I get that Zero's the sick fuck that wants to keep Big Boss alive. Why doesn't Eva end this torment and, like, put her lover down? Like, why is yeah. he still alive? Like, why? Why? I don't understand. Like, what? what's the goal? Like, maybe she just can't let go. Like, and like even though he's pretty much dead, might as well be. Like, she can't let go of him. So any form of alive is better than anything, is better than nothing. Yeah, I just feel like it's mm. super expensive and painful to like keep this <laughs> guy alive. Because like this guy, like Big Boss, this dude is like his like teeth are showing, like he's half skeleton. He's like like you said, Gus Fring. He's like half skeleton, half muscle meat. Yeah, he ain't, like, got, he ain't got no lips. He's like super meat boy in like human form. <laughs> yeah, he like, looks like like a modern Doom zombie, or like. Something from <laughs> I don't even know what to describe. Like he, oh, I know exactly what it looks like. He looks like a fucking necromorph from like Dead Space. Oh, he does. He looks kinda, like a torso yeah. morph from a Dead tor- Space. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, I just so I I don't know. So I'm that's the one thing that I can't quite put my finger on is like I understand how everything else works. I understand the dynamic with everything else. If you know liquid can like fuck up the whole planet, and if you know all this horrible shit's gonna happen. Why don't you put a bullet in between Big Boss's brain, let him die, put him in a fucking incinerator, and just, like, call it a day. Yeah. Um, And also, why why is his permanent home in the back of a van? It seems kind of (laughs) inefficient. Well, so that that I I took to, he's in the back of a van just so, like, if they have to escape really quickly, like they're about to. Mm-hmm. Um, they can just but, go, and I think that makes sense. So is, there, is this church like a temporary um, holdout? That's what I okay. took to. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, my my take on that was that they were like organizing here, but then they were going to be like rolling, rolling together. Rolling soon. Yeah, oh, okay. So. Anyway, 
Well, and before we get a whole bunch of like listeners that write in and they're like, I can't believe you've played every game in the series and you don't know answers to this. Like, We're kind of role-playing for where we're at right now. So, well, like, I'm not. <laughs> this is real life. <laughs> you guys. Like, no, like, well, Isaac, this Isaac's, is real life. Yeah, right Isaac's now, but... real life, but like me and Sam have to like continue the... The f- the mystique we have to keep the, the we have to keep the mask. It's very up. convincing, yeah, guys. Exactly. Thanks, man. We we can't we can't part the kimono just yet. <laughs> exactly. I have to speak from the place that I'm assuming that most of the people who are listening are at, which is like hopefully playing along with us. I don't know. Anyway, mm. woo. Um. So we get a codec call from Otacon. This is actually so I wrote it out as a codec call in my notes, but this actually happens in the middle of the cutscene. Um, Otacon essentially says that Naomi bailed after Sunny and Naomi came back from Doctor Madnar. Snake still doesn't fucking acknowledge Doctor Madnar, and that I'm... he's fucking alive. I forgot that they brought him up. What the fuck, man? Yeah, right. I'm becoming Doctor Madnar right now. I'm so fucking pissed. Like. Um, and then Snake looks straight at Creepy Trencher and does nothing about it. Like, what? <coughs> so, <coughs> real quick. I, God, I fucking love this trench coat, these scarabs. They're so hilarious. I'm like, thoroughly, like, creeped out. Like, for me, it's, yeah. like, not funny. It's just very disturbing. That he just looks at them and nothing doesn't say anything? Oh, not even that. Just, like, the way they move under the coat and, like, the slanky fucking, like, disjointed body, like... Like, I know what's well, under like, the coat, but if I didn't know what was under the coat, I'd be, like, really kind of... Well, it kind of... They reminded me of, like, it just screams kid sitting on another kid's shoulders <laughs> to buy alcohol. And I kind of half expected him to, like, expected them to slink up and say, Hello, fellow adults, I'm here to see Big Boss. It's, like, Steve, it's Steve Buscemi from that meme. He's like, hey, fellow kids. <laughs> <laughs> Except in reverse. It's like these scarabs, like, hey, fellow friends and resistance members. Yeah. We're Big Boss. <laughs> but yeah, so real quick, just to let you guys know, so there's like an L1 prompt. Snake's, uh, Snake's essentially like on the phone with Otacon. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess when he's on the phone, his eyes don't work. Um, but you like nope. hold L1, and Snake just looks in the hallway as this like very obviously three things on top of each other's shoulders with a long trench coat and a real low hat, by the way. Like, there is no head. Like, the hat's just, like, like resting on like, the lapel. Like, like, how did this fool anybody for as long as it did? Snake didn't say anything, and then the fucking Resistance guy's like, hey, who are you? The Resistance guy like, waits for the guy to be in the middle of the fucking room before he's like, Whoa. Yeah, this Whoa. is... This is literally three orbs sitting on top of each other, and it's super <laughs> obvious that it's three orbs sitting on top of each other. What the fuck kind of outfit is Eva running here, man? Um, but yeah, so essentially Snake looks right at them in the L1 mode and just looks away, says nothing. Um, yeah. And, and then the, the, the resistance guy waits for this guy to be breathing down his neck before he's like, hey, wait a minute, who are you, trench coat man? Um, and then the trench coat <laughs> falls off. And then these three little scarab boys, what they are is they're like balls with three arms, like actual mm-hmm. human arms is what it looks like. I mean, I'm assuming they're prosthetic, but they like look like human arms. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've seen any of the materials for like Metal Gear Rising, uh, Revengeance, uh, they are like an enemy within that game. Um, and there's mm-hmm. like a boss that uses them as a weapon in the trailers. So it's that thing. Um, yeah. And Eva busts out her uh, Luger, a Ruger, Luger. Starts with an L, I believe. Luger, I'll take it. German pistol. That's a wrestler. Lex sure. Luger. Um, and uh, she holds it sideways uh, like she did in uh, MGS3 and just fucking blasts them, um, mm. which is pretty dope. 
Um, but the resistance guys, like, I think he says they're his scouts or like they're like he knows or some shit whenever they show up. So I'm assuming they're liquids, little scouts. Um, and then a whole bunch of PMCs start converging on our location, and then the escape situation begins, and we finally get to our first gameplay, so of the episode. Every time I play a video game and a vehicle comes up, I secretly hope that I'm a passenger so I can just shoot. Mm-hmm. And Metal Gear Solid 4 <laughs> has been pleasing me every time because I'm always the passenger. And I fucking hate GTA because they always make me drive and I don't like doing it. Mm-hmm. Can you just switch to don't like doing it. something if you do that? Though? I don't know. I never... Well, like, not even, like, five, but, like, all of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Oh, God. Especially the San Andreas moments where oh, that happens, God. it's awful because your passengers can't fucking hit anything. Mm-hmm. Also, just really quickly before we move on to the gameplay section, um, th- this game is like the game, like in plain English, lays out everything yeah. and ties up every bow and is just like, here you go, here's the thing. Also, here's some what? bows you didn't want, which we'll talk about. Yeah, seriously. Point. Who the fuck, why the fuck, what happened to the original Eva? Where is this dude? <laughs> Who is this dude? Oh, yeah, I forgot. So, yeah, because Eva, as we know her... Well, so, we don't know Eva's real name. Um, no. But Eva, as we know her, uh, Big Mama, uh, totally fucking killed the real Eva and took her spot. Um, at, yeah. As per... His spot. And Eva's a guy. Oh, yeah, Eva yeah, was yeah, a, yeah, him. Yeah. yeah. Is a code breaker. Yeah. Yeah. Yup. And it's just like, who, like... And you're, and she's like, she's, she's like, affectionately still goes by Eva or something. Like she just liked it so much that she like <laughs> yeah. kept the name of the dude I'm glad she that killed. You killed like, a human fuck? being and then took his code name. I really wish that in the middle of all this, like when she's talking about what happened in MGS three, if if it would just cut to like, this is the real Eva, and it's just like a rotting Russian dude Ooh. in like a ditch somewhere. <laughs> But yeah, so, well, and on top of that, too, just another throwback. So my notes say the gameplay section begins, but there is just, like, a little tiny cutscene, of course, Mm -hmm. uh, still. Um, And essentially, we see the decoy vans pull out. Eva's essentially telling everybody, like, all right, these vans are going to split up. We're going to make them confused as to where Big Boss is. We'll all meet at the river, and then we'll go wherever the fuck we're going to go. But then she pulls this, like, tarp off of her motorcycle, which we get to see from, like, five different vantage points, and which, like, resets the the uh cover pull off every time like it's not like in real time it's just like she goes to pull it off cut to camera two she goes to pull it off (laughs) cut to camera three she goes and it's like god damn it like stop um but it's her triumph uh motorcycle from mgs3 which is really cool um and this whole scene is like a throwback to that ending for sure um and then real quick too and i might I'm going to jump on a little bit of a soapbox real quick. Um, but, like, gameplay's about to start, but, like, not before, like, a patented, trademarked Kojima aside, um, where Kojima's just, like, video games are training child soldiers to kill, and, like, we finally have yep. an excuse to, like, point a finger at these PMCs, and, like, the PMCs are bad because they're orphaning all these children all over the world and indoctrinating them and, like, turning them into soldiers for the machine. And, like, I, I mean, I love it, like... Because, like, even Eva's like, yeah, these, these children are raised to think that they're 
it's cool to fight like this and like combat is life and uh i don't know to me i thought it was like super poignant and like really on point uh for where we're at within the game um and i it's almost like a weird borat situation in my opinion where like borat got everybody hyped to come to the movie theater to check out this movie and then in turn the movie is making fun of the people who came out to watch the movie um Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's what mgs4 did because like we've played four games and stuck with this series since like 1999 and so we are those kids who were raised playing video games that are violent (laughs) and then it turns around and points a finger and says you motherfuckers are the problem um and like i don't know like i mean there's different types of metal gear fans don't get me wrong like i don't really give a shit about the gun tweaking i'm not like a gun nut but like my good friend james is uh, super into guns and super into metal gear so like i get it there's like a lot of military people that are into metal gear but like this is the only point in like the metal gear franchise i think that like directly addresses if you're a fan of this game you shouldn't necessarily be obsessed with the military stuff in it because it's just a vehicle to tell a story like not Mm -hmm. the primary shit right um so i thought it was cool don't get me wrong it's a little bit of like a teaspoon of hypocrisy coming from kojima who like the game itself kind of lusts after gun modifications and like even the characters in the game are like oh fuck is that an operator blah 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 um so i get it but like it is a little hypocritical but i think at the same time i think it's important to point out that like kojima still doesn't think that like glorifying war is good which is important but anyway i loved it um (laughs) and i love eva because like dude the moment she was like i only get off my bike when i fall in love or i fall dead i was like eva (laughs) like i got so i got like teary-eyed i was like i love this woman can she be my mom (laughs) but it was awesome i just like i don't know this is the one part of the game like a lot of the fan service stuff didn't really like rustle my jimmies um but this uh this fan service stuff i was like you're all for because you you like the meta Mm -hmm. type uh, stuff yeah i like that yeah i like that stuff but i also like because this is like i mean eva's essentially just the same character she was in mgs3 and like except just like older (laughs) really old Still knows, still knows she's sexy. Like, yeah, it's dude, she's like hilarious. Cougar Town all over. <laughs> oh, gosh. I love this. She's one, like dude. Cougar Town, Courtney Cox. <laughs> Got it. Um, no, but I like. I mean, truthfully, like, if there's one thing that I came into the game not really expecting or really thinking I wanted, it was like Eva to For meet Solid, Solid Snake, Snake to meet Eva. Yeah, yeah, it's just like I had no I, like. I that was not on my wish list. Like, I wasn't like, oh shit, are we gonna meet? Is Solid Snake going to meet Eva in this game? Like, that would be cool. Um, yeah. So when it happened, I was so, like, this is the kind of fan service I wanted, not yeah. the Johnny bullshit. Yeah. So, and I'll pose the question to you too, Isaac. It, Alessio, do you remember the first time you played the game when she said that she was his mother? Were you surprised at all? And Isaac, I guess I'll ask you the same question. I, I remember being surprised in the moment, but then like as... I digested the information. I was like, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it, I don't know. To me, it did kind of feel like the surrogate mother could have been anybody. Like, why did they, why did, why did it have to be Eva? But like, mm-hmm. I liked that it was Eva, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was kind of, kind of the same way, but more to the effect that 
it sort of makes sense because, you know, Big Boss and Eva. And so I guess she would want to have, want to be the surrogate mother way back when. Um, just kind of cool that it makes a, a full circle mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah, we do. We can confirm that Eva actually is in love with Big Boss in this mm-hmm. game, which is good because, like, at the end of MGS3, I think it was still a little up in the air as to if she was, like, lying or not. At least for like she's done at least like for literally everything for Big Boss at this point. Yeah. So and she's gonna do some more here in a little bit. So mm-hmm. um but yeah, just to give everybody a little bit of a heads up, um I'll definitely ro- round robin this thing and see what you guys think. But I just wanted to kind of set the stage for everybody. So as we mentioned, uh, essentially Eva gets on her bike and then like Snake looks like he's ready to just like run alongside the bike. <laughs> and and Eva's <laughs> Eva's like hop on. Just- like, with kind of like a, are you a dumbass, like, tone in her voice. <laughs> like, did I raise an idiot? Like, what what happened here? Um, but she's like, yeah, get on. So Snake gets on the back of the motorcycle. And effectively what this is is, like, a direct, like, one-for-one one homage to the MGS3, like, Shagohod mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. motorcycle section. Whereas and in I South America there was, like, this part of this. But now we're, like, all in. I, so three, I wouldn't say three is like my favorite act, but like just so much about it, like it's low key my favorite act, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Just because of like all this cool stuff that happens, and not maybe necessarily the info dumps, but like just the gameplay, just like all like the sneaking and then the motorcycle and there's a lot of like, variety. I really, yeah, it's really cool, and I like the boss battle and everything too. Um, but um, uh, how did you get through this? Like section? I forgot. Well, I forgot how cinematic it was, first of all. Like, they really went... Like, when you're not um, aiming, like, they really went all out with the camera angles and the slow motion and, like, the sweeping, like, what, like all that stuff. And it's really cool. It looks fucking great. Um, like, with the motion blur and the rain. Like, mm-hmm. again, I know that we keep telling people this, but, like... And it's come up in the Slack before, too, that it's like, oh, the PS3 is such a dinosaur. But, like, I keep bouncing between playing, like, Nier and Persona 5 and, like, all these brand new games on the PS4... And then playing along for the show on the PS3, and like this fucking game holds up, you guys. Like it looks oh, like sure. it could be a PS4 game. Like it holds up. Yeah. It looks great. I'm just like pushing everything the PS3 at the time could do, and it's just. It and it came out in the beginning um, of the PS3 cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is even crazy. That's a crazy thing. Like you start to see like all of the big graphical insanity usually comes out towards the end of a console's life cycle, but this game like came out in 2008. And this was, like, right, like, maybe, like, a year or so after the PS3 came out. And it was just, like, that's fucking nuts, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, um, any, if anything, I wish I could go back and play it then, specifically mm-hmm. for, like, thinking about it analytically. Because it's, like, I can't even think of a game that looked anything fucking close to this game when that year came about. You know what I mean? Oh, Absolutely. I really like this section. Like, I, I was using... I think I used the P90 for most of it, just because I like the P90 a lot, but... Mm-hmm. The, gecko, um, the gecko gun of choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was shooting, and I really just enjoyed... Um, um, I really just enjoyed... Uh, um, shooting baddies? 
shooting guys and shooting little <laughs> automated things and listening to Eva chastise me for not being able to aim properly and it was hard wooing every me. time I yeah it was, it was moving so fast and wooing every time I hit something I blew something up and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like whenever I would blow up a, a unmanned like the wings she would go woo and oh, like yeah. I was blowing them up very rapidly so it seemed like every five seconds she was going woo <laughs> like Ric Flair on like Ric Flair on a motorcycle it did crack me up too because uh, anytime I missed shooting she'd be like try using the gun and I'm just like wow <laughs> or she'd be wow. like or she'd be like for Pete's sake and then like when I actually would hit shit she'd be like that's my boy and I was just yeah. like yes yes Eva Thanks. mom yeah <laughs> Evil, <laughs> but yeah. just like whenever she's like, it's like maybe try, maybe use the gun. It's like, ah, you're a bitch. I like you. <laughs> <laughs> I missed you. Yeah, it's good. Um, Isaac, how did you uh, how did you fare with this? Did you uh, did you just use the submachine gun that they gave you? Did you try and use something else? Uh, yeah, I saw the little infinity, um, ammo, and I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna stick with that. And well, well, I think, I think that's on well, everything because the, yeah, the P90 had an infinite. Mm-hmm. Wait, really? It's the same with the yeah MGS3 mm-hmm. on the motorcycle part. Everything has unlimited. Everything. Oh, so I just messed up then. But yeah, I just so you could have thrown suck, I done whatever I wanted. Yeah, I just used the sub submachine gun. Did you dig this a lot? Just like Sam. This, <laughs> um, I did kind of. It was it was like I didn't. If I didn't shoot anything, it'd be okay. I feel like, you know what I mean. It was so you, so you just wanted to ride. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like it was just like super like like you mean to say like if if you didn't pull the trigger at all, you would probably right. be fine. And the cutscene could just like, yeah. Play it, out. it seemed very cinematic, like you said, Alessio, which is really cool. I like that part. Um, but I felt like there wasn't a lot of gameplay in the fact that mm-hmm. if you just let it ride, then you'd be okay um yeah and that kind of happened with me too like i I feel like i didn't really like my aim was not all that great and i still kind of got through it without having to use like any healing items. yeah i still shot a bunch of those bird people but um (laughs) (laughs) some kind of bird man (laughs) some kind of creature in the sky um it was actually batman you killed dang it son of a bitch no um he's coming to help you (laughs) Well, Eva told me to, so I trust my mom. That's fair. But That's a good point. Yeah, I, I um, like this section a lot. Yeah, I don't know if I was doing this right at all, but I 100% just like decided I was like, no, I don't want to kill anybody. So I just used the Trank pistol uh, for the whole fucking thing. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, that sounds like a nightmare to me. Yeah, well, so here's the deal. I didn't use the Trank pistol, So, and we'll talk about it real quick. It kind of like, so the section gets split in half. Um, so essentially, you start out and it's a bunch of PMCs, um, kind of uh, blocking the road and shit like that. Um, mm-hmm. And you're kind of riding alongside the van with Eva, and then about midway through, which like straight up, I was using the Trank pistol and I was getting shot a fair amount because obviously I can't like hit uh, everybody because every time you shoot, you have to like take a second to like pull it back or whatever the hell. Um, so I got to the cut scene that kind of like splits the two driving sections in half, um, with like half of my health and was like, Oh fuck. Like I don't want to use healing items. And then after the cutscene, I was fully healed and I was like, all right, cool. Let's rock and roll. Um, but essentially, uh, what I thought is funny is if you do this non-lethally, I kind of thought to myself, I was like, snake's kind of a self-righteous prick. Who's like, I'm not going to kill anybody. Everybody around me is going to have to do all the killing. Mm-hmm. Cause like, I can't get my <laughs> hands like- dirty. <laughs> 
<laughs> but it was like like hearkening back to like act two like i would put some guy to sleep and then like uh, one of the rebels would like run up and shoot him in the head and it's like oh <laughs> all right yeah so it's kind of a similar <laughs> that's on your conscience um yeah but yeah, so- I just I just made him go nap nap. <laughs> he was just not my he was problem. Just catching some Z's, dude. Um, but yeah, so and then essentially when you get to this cutscene, you're like on this bridge, and Raging Raven, who is the again uh, sort of the head of the PMC. This is the Beauty and the Beast core for this act. Um, Raging Raven is a flying grenade launching kind of uh, fury stand-in. I would say very furious. And she like name drops the word fury quite a few times just to make sure we're like not stupid and yeah, just to make sure it's it. like, hey, fury, wink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like essentially to me, she kind of feels like Vulcan, Raven, and uh, the Fury kind of combined, I guess, with mm. a jetpack, mm. um, which I guess explains the name. Um, but yeah, so she rolls up, says some stereotypical shit, um, and then shoots her grenade launcher off and then it separates snake and eva from big boss's truck um and then she kind of chases you instead of big boss's truck um and she comes after you with these unmanned glider units so at this point the unmanned glider units are essentially kind of like they remind me of like green goblin uh like boosters (laughs) Um, but like they're like her back like the thing that's on her back um is like there's unmanned versions that will like shoot missiles and stuff at you um and at this point i was like fuck it i don't need to go non-lethal because there's no people in these so i went ahead and got Uh to like i think i also used the p90 and i just like mowed them down um but you gotta be careful if you're going non-lethal yeah if you're going non-lethal uh they 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 do mix in like humans into the mix about midway through the second part um so and then I would swap my gun and started putting people to sleep and putting the gunners to sleep on the turrets on the vehicles that would chase after you. For some reason, the driver would like fuck up and like yeah. crash into a wall, <laughs> and I'd be like, "Okay, like <laughs> I didn't do anything to you, dude." I noticed that um, too. And and then Sam, uh, like you had mentioned earlier, the this dope slow mo bit. What did you guys think? Yeah. Of that? Oh my god! Just like it was great. I'm, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Isaac say what he thinks first because of that like where you where you're trapped by the two vans. Are we talking van, about the vans? evil Knievel stunt? <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. This is like the first. Uh, I think this might be like the one of the first slow mo like vehicle moments in Metal Gear. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it happens a lot in five, but like this is kind of like the first one that we see. I feel like it happened in three when. Oh yeah, when, when Eva, Eva was like, on her shit. motorcycle and. Um, you mean in this exact same scenario? <laughs> huh. Maybe Eva is like Max Payne, and she's the one who has like bullet time, and only when you're with her is there slow-mo. And she's on the motorcycle. She has to be on the motorcycle. Yeah. But Well, she only gets off if she's in love ah. or dies, so she lives on that motorcycle. That's true. <laughs> she's only ever been off of it once Wait before. a second. She's actually... Eva, next plot twist... Eva's actually a Transformer. <laughs> oh, no. Next plot twist, Eva's actually Eva Caniva. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too Anyways. good. Oh, my goodness. Oh, fuck this entire, <laughs> fuck this entire section of the podcast. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, what ends up happening is, like, you're driving up, you're blocked off, like Sam had mentioned, but what's cool is, like, it looks like you're about to wreck into them, and then, like, I guess Raging Raven just fucking blows them up for you. Um, because they all just like flip out and snakes almost like able to Spider-Man kiss 
uh, one of the Gunter guys. <laughs> like it's like a real like Mary Jane Peter Parker in the rain situation. Aww. Um, except I just put him to sleep and was like, "Lol, mm-hmm. you're sleepy boy." Well, um, also right <laughs> right after this. <laughs> Right after this, the all time great quote. (laughs) The the gecko, uh, yeah, he feel asleep at that point. Um, But the (laughs) the geckos and the gliders start shooting each other. Like, can you? Can somebody explain this to me? Like, they're on the same side. Like, what the fuck? Did you guys notice that too? Mm. I I wasn't paying. There was so much shit going on. I thought not paying attention. Yeah, I thought they were shooting at the vans. Yeah, so I noticed this. Bands. What happened was there was a glider behind me and a gecko in front of me, and the gecko just like clearly looks up and starts shooting up. And I was like, hmm. I don't. What What are you doing, dude? <laughs> so I don't know. But anyway, um, yeah, and I thought Raging Raven's uh, design was super Zone of the Enders looking. Mm-hmm. Like she looks like she could be an orbital frame, honestly. Like even even the way she moves, very much like a Jehuti and like. All them, yeah, for sure. All, all them, all them. You know, <laughs> Jehuti, Anubis, all them, <laughs> all them. Um, that's a real dingo egret move, Sam. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, we get dingo into- egret's my spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> he's two, he's two spirit animals in one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so then we cut to another cutscene because fucking a is Act Three just. Act three should have just been like unplayable. Like it should have just been the one cutscene for the whole thing. God, I, I think. God, I I was like two, almost three hours, and I could not watch a three hour cutscene. I would kill myself. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's but yeah, essentially longer we, than most movies. <laughs> that's true. Um, we find the van. Everything seems like it's going great, and of course, when everything seems like it's going great, um, something bad yeah. happens. Um, and so the gliders show up, and they blow shit up, as they do. Um, and because it's a cutscene and not gameplay, something actually happens. Um, and Snake gets thrown clear off his bike, and Eva... Eva does what Eva does. Eva got punctured in the exact same fucking spot in her lower abdomen, and I was very, I was very angry at this moment. It was like, so, it was so reminiscent that my, I wasn't worried about her. My only thought was, I don't have the mental fortitude for another Eva escort. Yeah, mission right no, now. totally. Like, I don't want to be that guy, but hundred percent. When it happened, I was like, if I have to fucking escort her, I'm gonna lose my mind. Like, <laughs> I was like, please don't make me do this. Um, <laughs> But I will say that, like, so it was a weird, it was a weird roller coaster because it was like I had all this goodwill for Eva because of how they like pulled it off, and I was like, oh, this is great. And then she gets punctured in her body again, and like all the goodwill just went <laughs> fucking to like negative a hundred. Like I was just like, I'm so mad I'm right now. And, and then as soon as her response happened, I shot back through the roof and was like, I'm in love with this woman because like. Mm. essentially snake shows up to like help her out and she just fucking pushes snake out of the way and pulls herself off the spike Mm -hmm. and she's like let's keep going and i was just like yes it was (laughs) so good man i was like eva's the best she says and i quote a mother's work is never done (laughs) and then she classic line rips her body out from that whatever that is (laughs) So essentially, Eva's whole existence is like just getting just getting poked by <laughs> men and things she does not like. <laughs> Whoa! Like that is her. Jesus, <laughs> she's uh, she gets she gets jabbed a lot for Snake. If you guys know him, 
Christ, Christ, no, anyway, no, um, retcon, retcon, <laughs> retcon the last 20 seconds, but yeah, don't cue it here, <laughs> but yeah, it's super good, but like the van flew into the ground level of a tower, and uh, all the resistance member- members are dead, and I think it's a little on the nose that Eva keeps calling them children, even though they're all like 40 year old men now, um, it was like a little like, yeah, come on. Um, but they go in, Eva <laughs> takes a knee cause she's like a fucking bleeding out. Um, and then, she, and then Snake gives her a gun and he's like, hold up girl, I'm gonna go upstairs and take care of this. And Eva, I'm not even kidding. Eva's like, Hey, come back in one piece. Promise me. And Snake doesn't even fucking turn around. Like he just like, <laughs> like keeps can't even, trucking. Can't even like promise his mom. What was, the fuck, man? Was, again, part of that roller coaster ride, dude. Like high goodwill, low goodwill. Then it shot through the roof, and then Snake was a complete cock. And I was like, yeah. I hope he dies up in this tower. Like I'm so. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> like, ma'am. <laughs> it's just like, are you kidding me? Like promise me that you're gonna come back in one piece. And Snake doesn't even go like. <laughs> he just goes like he just never to be seen again. That son of a bitch. As all sons, except for do. like the next, except for like in the next five seconds. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, then we get another cutscene change. Uh, did you? Did, was it anybody else who was like, "Wait a minute, is that Solidus?" Um, like as Snake's ascending oh, the tower, you just hear this, like, like the screaming. You just hear this, <laughs> and it sounds just like the like Raptor Jet, like Solidus, like. Do you hear? <laughs> oh my god! Like, I was just I was waiting for like yell dead cell to like kick in just like that <laughs> like I was just like oh shit solid is just flying around this tower screaming like what's I, I really like, at this point I really want I really want them to make like one of those like old children's books with like you press the button and it makes a noise. Except it's just Metal Gear Solid <laughs> That'd be noises awesome. and Solidus oh, is, ah, is one of them. <laughs> I just, dude, I, I fucking I love it. Um, yeah, but like part of me was like, I don't know what to expect. Like Eva's here, Big Boss is in a fucking marinade bag. Like for all I know, like Donald Anderson's having like a tap da- dance contest against like Solidus up at the top of the tower, and I'm gonna have to take pictures of them for a magazine. Like who knows. <laughs> Um. So yeah, for J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> um. But yeah, so you just go up there. Snake does his little like I'm a SWAT team member. Uh, cool guy moves and like checks all his corners. Um. He has his little nano machine spasm moment where he just doesn't have his insulin. Um. And then he grabs his EpiPen and jabs himself. Everything feels good. Um. And then Raging Raven just fucking slam jams straight into the tower, and she's just like, "Give me your anger, Snake!" <laughs> like, the, like the fucking angriest Kool Aid man. <laughs> yeah, just like bursts on in, and is just like, "Show me your hate!" And it's just like, "Good Christ!" Like, come on, come me a break. Oh man. Uh, um, and then decides and burn to snakes burn leggies. Yeah. yeah. Um, this might have, guys. I. I think I hyped up the 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 Kojima the team Koji Pro uh, pretty highly because like this is the same team that makes like real time melting ice cubes on a fucking like boat in Metal Gear Solid Two. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Snake gets burned from like the afterburner of Raging Raven's like jetpack, and his leg gets all toasty. Um, as soon as the mm-hmm. cutscene was over, I immediately inspected that leg, and I was like, "Is it toasty in game? Is it going to be toasty for the rest of the <laughs> game? Like that would be fucking great." And then I look at it, and I was like, "Nope, that's a regular Snake Boy leg." Like, not into that. So not into it. Nope. Um but yeah, and then we're in the boss fight. 
So I like what is I like this boss fight. Yeah, I like it. It's Raging Raven, and of course, the first thing I did was climb all the way to the top of the tower, um, and up there, you're on this little balcony, and you could like duck inside of the tower if you need to, and um, Raven's flying around, and like a bunch of her little her little birdmans are flying around, and um, little birdmans, little birdmans. Um, so what I what I did when I was playing is that I uh, I used the P90 to take out the birdmans, and then the batterings. Um, Batterings, yeah, the very large batterings, um, and then I used a combination of uh, the um, fuck it, DSR one sniper rifle and the javelin missile. <laughs> That's how you do it, man. When because in doubt, like, so, Sam, Sam javelin. And so I'm sensing a theme. I'll probably do this again. <laughs> Spoilers. It's tradition. But, yeah, so I did like a combination of javelin and DS one and. Uh, went pretty well for me i didn't lose a whole lot of health i managed to whenever i would feel threatened i would duck inside of the the uh top of the tower and it's very difficult for them to get you when you're inside that top section of the tower and not on the balcony um so it's a really good place to hide and then you blow them up with javelin missiles and that's perfectly acceptable <laughs> strategy and they fuck shit all, up dude like it's a real destructible yeah. like more so than maybe any other Metal Gear boss fight. I think this is like the biggest sort of destructible arena because they can just like blow fucking walls out and smash windows and like it's nuts. Like the whole thing is just like crumbling around you while you fight, which is really cool. Um, and the view, di- like the draw distance is crazy. Like you can see like a lot of the like cityscape, like the 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 city that we're in. You can see like pretty far out, and it looks pretty detailed. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Isaac, how'd you, nice. how'd you fare? Um, quite quite well, I would say. Um, oh, very nice. Congratulations. <laughs> golf clap. Hey. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm bowing right now. Thank you. <laughs> can you do, can you make like a, can you make it make a noise yes. when you bow? Like on, so we can tell that you're bowing on um, audio? Because this uh, is here we go. Ready? Medium. Doing. Here yep. she comes. Here she comes. Doing. Very nice. <laughs> Here she comes. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> um, I did not die. <laughs> Isaac, did you just get my... Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, I actually, I did the same thing Sam did, except... Aw. You guys. <laughs> brothers. Um, you guys did... Brother! Brother! <laughs> Ah. Sam went like straight like liquid ocelot. I was trying to do like OG liquid. <laughs> Except it took it took me a little bit to get to that point. I um I kind of stayed low like at the bottom level and was using I was I tried to use the Mark II. That didn't that didn't work out too well. The pi- the pistol. Yeah, yeah, I know, the, I know, I know. I the fuck are you trying to use the fucking pistol? <laughs> I like to imagine that Isaac's trying to fight this thing with the Metal Gear Mark II. <laughs> I yeah switched over Christ. quite quickly. All right, Alessio, it's it wasn't like I was wasting too much effort. Oh no, you're fine. <laughs> hey, I did I did the same. Oh thing. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So let me tell you a story. Um, <laughs> I uh, so I used the Mark II pistol, the Trank, and was like trying to do it, and I was like, "Fuck this!" So as Sam mentioned with his little uh, pattern that he's is, that he is sensing for the remainder of the game, um, I pulled out the Mazda Nagant. And was like, let's rock. Um, 
So I uh, the reason why I did this. So real quick. So somebody wrote into the show. Um, I cannot recall who. It may have been TJ Work. I believe. I will verify, and we will mention it on the side op next week. But a listener uh, posted on Facebook, uh, essentially saying, "Hey, um, did you know that you actually have to? You don't have to shoot." You don't have to kill the first part of the BMB core boss fights non-lethally to get their face camo, but you do have to non-lethal the robot exoskeleton sort of first phase in order to get their little statue, like a little doll. Oh, um, oh. And if you collect all the dolls, you get the solar gun from Boktai, the Game Boy game oh. that Kojima directed. Oh. Um, and as like a secret. And I think what must have happened... and. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this was not a thing, I don't think, when the game shipped the statues. Um, I think it may have been added with the trophies um, because, like, I was completely unfamiliar with this. But, again, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I'm assuming... I remember remember having the solar gun when I was younger and playing this. But if you ask me, and I remember playing it before the trophies were even an afterthought, so... Okay, so I don't I don't know if the solar gun was in the game, and maybe this is just like I don't who knows. I just was completely unfamiliar with the statues, so I was like, okay, I fucked up for laughing octopus. I missed like I I did it right. I just never picked up the statue for some reason. Um, gotcha. That so I didn't know they existed. So for this one, I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to non lethal the the exoskeleton as well. Um, so I took out the Mazanagant, and unlike last episode where i was trying to be like tricky and weave and like dodge getting hit this time i was like i'm on a i'm on a deadline i'm packing my apartment because i'm moving into a house soon like i don't have a lot of time right now so i was like i'm gonna pull out the mazanagant and i'm just gonna fucking like stand right where she can see me and just shoot at her relentlessly so needless to say, Snake took a lot of missiles to the face and i got to see him like ragdoll so much um, because well, I that liter- was like, that was like your personal punishment for him not acknowledging his mother's wishes. Yeah, I was like, Snake, fuck you. You should have promised her. I'm gonna make sure you don't get back in one piece. <laughs> I'm gonna eat all these missiles. Um, but yeah, Snake just took a lot of missiles straight to the dome and would just like backflip and like land in all <laughs> kinds of crazy positions. Um, mm-hmm. b- believe it or not, though, I could take like four or five missiles to the head like without having to pop a ra- uh, ration at all like it was really weird i was like snake how are you okay with getting hit this hard so many times um mm. but i did that um it was super cool i got the statue it was great um also up at the top there's essence of vince which is a metal gear acid 2 song um for the ipod um but cool. yeah i just balled out the mazanagant um and then i pulled a sam uh when she got out of her suit um i pulled out the fucking shotgun and put on the v-ring like uh the because it was sam it was you that was telling me that i could do that right um that i could load it up with non-lethal buckshot yeah Mm -hmm. and i just dude in three shots like she went down it was crazy oh so good it's so satisfying too yeah it sucks when she dodges because she does the thing that laughing octopus does where she just like weaves and i was just like fuck um but i was able they all do that don't they yeah 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 so Um, i will say this and we'll talk about it here in a second but when you get to the second phase um, I ran all the way up because I read – I was like – real quick, I was like, man, this environment is so big. I'm assuming that it's going to be up top, but I just want to verify real quick. So I Googled it, and it was like, hey, the statue or the doll is going to drop at the top. So I was like, okay. 
So once she sheds her exosuit, I just ran up to the top to get this thing before I finished it. And what's crazy is when I grabbed it, I turned around and she was like right behind me, like Ooh. moving Ugh. really no, quickly. You. Like she's like, no, no thank you. God, and I was no. like, oh, God, God. no, God, no. It was, it was creepy. God. Ugh. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so essentially what I'm alluding to is uh, kind of like with La- Laughing Octopus, there's this mid kind of like phase shift where if you damage the exoskeleton enough, take down the first health bar. Essentially, there are two boss fights in one, all of them, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, inexplicably, all these bird feathers start flying around. Fucking God. She starts I talking about forgiveness. Yeah, go ahead. God, so, so, and this is hearkening to Octopus too, but like number one, because I need to go back because I need to share some thoughts. Number one. Nobody can vomit that much ink. Yeah, Nobody. Right. There's no way. N- or blood or anything. Number two, uh, where did all these feathers come from? <laughs> right? Where? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, that's why it's an inexplicable bird. <laughs> inexplicable feathers. Just uh, like, what She's the pulling hell, a black man? swan. She's like uh, Natalie Portman from that movie. She's like, shedding them. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so spoiler alert. It's another pretty lady underneath. Um, mm-hmm. and her press L one su- to engage creepy granddad mode. <laughs> yeah, press L one to stare at like a young girl's ass while you're an eighty year old man, um, which is just real uncomfortable. Um, mm-hmm. lots of T and A shots, man, just like boobs and butt all day long. B and B may as well stand for boobs and butts because like mm-hmm. it's a little uncomfortable. And like I'm a heterosexual, <laughs> sing- like like straight man, like um and. I'm still very uncomfortable with, like, how... Like, this is not something, like, yeah. Nick Freda had said earlier. I will echo that. I will not play this game in front of my wife. Um, ben Smith said the same thing. Like, just real uncomfortable mm-hmm. moments to be playing with your yeah, significant it's other. Just like, it's just like they, they really like these these war-torn, like, mentally destroyed, like, like honestly, sob stories. Yeah, like, these s- Snake people just who gets these... his rock hard <laughs> yeah. off of, like, these women things. that are, like, mentally... Yeah, disabled. these horrific things have happened to these women, and like, and it's not just that he's like staring at this happening, but like, the camera, like the regular camera, is just intentionally focusing on like all of this TNA, and it's just like, what? The, come on. Yeah, it's kind of, and like, it doesn't do that for any of the male characters. Like when the male characters are like, "I was forced to eat my brother. It was awful." Like we're not seeing his cock the whole time. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so gender politics aside, her suit has like a real weird texture to it when she first comes out of her uh, exoskeleton. Yeah, it's like, looks like real... burnt wood. Yeah, it looks like either burnt wood or almost like like weird organic material. I almost thought like, it just like lava ish. Oh, that too. Yeah, yeah it looked very yeah. Like, yeah. raggy, like fiery. Um, and she's very obviously afraid of birds, uh, which I'm sure is going to play into when Drebin calls. Um, and uh, I definitely, so kind of Konami fun fact or whatever, it may be the same person, I don't know, because I know that they used a model for this as well, like a fashion model. Um, but I believe his main char- the main character is named Henry from Silent Hill 4, The Room. Um, but his neighbor, well, not his neighbor, because his neighbor is later, but like the sort of like, super attractive like lady of the night that henry meets in the subway early in the game um that character's face and like that model's face looks very similar to raging raven's face so i wonder if it's the same model Hmm. who knows um but yeah like we alluded to the second part of the boss fight is the same sort of like avoid the hugs (laughs) um the very beginning's real shitty. I was like eating lunch while playing, and like the cutscene just kind of ends. And when it ends, she's like right in front of Snake, 
And so I was like playing, I was eating lunch and my hands were not on the controller when the cutscene ended. And then she was like literally like a foot away from Snake when the cutscene ended. And I was like, oh <laughs> fuck. And just like had to throw my lunch down and just like pick up my controller. I was like, please don't hug me. Um, <laughs> don't hug me, I'm scared. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much, it's the same thing. Like she tries to grab you and like as you move away from her, the colors get all muted and like it's just like a real head trip kind of thing. But I didn't see too much of the fight <laughs> just because I put her down super fast. But yeah. And then you take her out and she does that very unconvincing. <laughs> <laughs> She's a bird, man. But this time they're white feathers that go around her. Oh, what does this mean? Even more inexplicable. She's going to heaven. She's going to feather heaven. But yeah, um, yeah. And then she, I wrote in my notes, she trust exercises straight into the ground. Um, just like yeah. you know those like, hey, I trust you. Catch me, I'm falling. She just like strikes that pose, but then just fucking like her head smacks the concrete real hard and i was like oh no caught her. um and then she just like hits the fetal position uh just like with the with the laughing octopus um and i was just like my drebin codec call senses are tingling at this point um sam just to further play to your point of snake being a, like, a sick fuck uh this woman mm-hmm. is clearly in need of some assistance and looks just like distraught and snake's like is that a grenade launcher over there? <laughs> he just like walks over and picks up this grenade launcher, and he's like, "I'm gonna make the boom booms." And yep. this woman grabs just... a grenade launcher, and then Drebin calls you and accesses his. How the fuck do you know this files on Raven? So... <laughs> yeah, he goes into the God files that he has. But yeah, and uh, real quick, I'm gonna just r- recap it. Essentially, she's 20 years old. Uh, she's from a fake place, I'm assuming, called, like, Ake? Is that right? As- I think it's, like, Ace or a- Ace or something like that. Yeah. I um, it. it sounded Greek. I don't know if it is. I don't know if it's real. Um, but she was captured by soldiers, kept in a cage like an animal with a bunch of other kids. Um, they abused her day day after day after day after day, is what Drebin says. Um, and then the soldiers left the kids to be eaten alive by birds. And uh, Raging Raven watched all of the other kids get eaten, except with her, the birds bit her bonds instead. Um, so this is like a fucked up fairy tale. Um, yeah, and then she <laughs> murdered everybody. Yeah, and then she like found the soldiers. No, and this was like the fucked up part. It was like she found the soldiers and then like murdered all of them with her bare hands, including like the civilians that they had captured. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because she could no longer differentiate between who deserved to die and who didn't. Yeah, this one's a little less was... extreme to the first one. I, I almost expected Drebin yeah. to be like, and then she ate all of them. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so. Um, Ase, or Ace, however you want to pronounce it, is actually a special region of Indonesia. Oh, well, look at that. Thank you, Sam. Located at the northern end of Sumatra. Oh, very nice. That's great. Well, thank you, Sam. I appreciate the, the due diligence on that. Um, that sounded way more awkward than it needed to, but I legitimately appreciate it. Thank you. Um, and then uh, we go back to Eva, and Eva's like, I guess this ungrateful son of a bitch is back. Um, and she admits that all the vans are fake, and that BB's B, uh, Big Boss's b- body, uh, Big Boss's big body uh, is safe. Um, and that they want to rendezvous downstream with the real van or boat or whatever. What if it's just like a van in the river? Um, 
But yeah, so essentially we go to the Volta River, and uh, Eva is very clearly in pain. Um, they leave the tower. Um, Eva refuses Snake's help like a boss because she's a fucking stunner. Um, and then Snake looks real upset again, like not upset about a human being. Snake looks real upset about her motorcycle. Um, yeah. And Eva just sat. I, I like. Okay. I was really upset about the motorcycle, honestly. No, for sure. Yeah. Tbh. Well, and like I wasn't at first, and then Eva goes. I guess I don't need to feel the wind anymore. And I just like... Oh, <laughs> my heart out. Oh, why don't you just stomp on it? Thank you. Yeah, I was just like, Eva, but moms need to have fun, too. <laughs> like, I was just so sad. But yeah, and then the scarab be spying. So, mm. a little creepy scarab boy. Um, and then we see them all go into a sewer. And then the shit gets real. Um, Whoa, my God, so fucking real. Like, so real as to be unreal. Um, but yeah. Um, so we come out of the sewers, we're being sneaky snakes with our mom. Um, I just want this to be a game. Can it be like mom, mother gear solid? <laughs> and it's just like the mother, adventures, mother gear. the adventures of Eva and snake, um, with co-op mode, um, so that you can play mm. with your real Aww. mom if you want. Real mom. Happy mother's day, mom. Line. Let's yeah. kill soldiers as mother and son. I love my mom. Um, but, yeah, and so... <laughs> um, Jesus. Ocelot is uh, smoking a cigar outside the exit path. Um, we see a boat burning in the river. Um, and Eva gets real upset. Um, and then some geckos and vamps show up with Naomi. And uh, Liquid Ocelot gets up. I thought he was going in for a hug, um, but definitely oh. does not. Um, and just, like, him and Snake just get real fucking angsty with each other. Um, mm. and he kind of my favorite part about this mm-hmm. sorry my favorite no, part fine, about yeah. this is how like how Liquid is smoking a cigar walks up to Snake blows the smoke in his face <laughs> ask, well first of all ask him if he wants some blows the smoke in his face and then Snake is just like <coughs> like impotently coughing it's fucking hilarious yeah well and then Liquid uh, flicks the cigar and it pops Snake in the solid eye and I was just like yes that's great. Like it's a real big fuck you. Um, and then Snake tries to retaliate. Liquid slams him with a, uh, his own gun, and then stabs the shit out of Snake, and then slams him again. Um, and uh, then cranks up the stun on the stun knife, and just like electrocutes the fuck out of Snake. And it's, I don't know. I kind of got some like Vulgan vibes from this. Did you guys? pick up on any of that? Yeah, I literally wrote down. Is it going to? Is uh, my note says. Um, Liquid is electrocuting Snake. Is he going to take him to his room? <laughs> oh, no. Isaac, what are your notes um, say? I'll tell you. Let me flip to that page real quick. Doop, do, 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 do. <laughs> In your brain? I said, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. And Liquid then essentially just says that GW is under his control and that uh, they rebuilt GW after MGS2. And I guess that was the point of MGS2, mm-hmm. we are discovering. Um, mm-hmm. And so we do this little cutscene hop, and essentially they say that the worm just like broke GW into pieces um, that Emma Emmerich coded. And so Liquid just rebuilt it, and by rebuilding it, is able to hide it in uh, John Doe's, like the core system, without any buddy thinking otherwise and that liquid is planning to literally nuke where the core is housed and then using gw to then take over the whole system 
and uh, we get a little cutscene hop, essentially. Uh, and yeah, let's so let's camp out here for a second because I want to talk to you guys about this. Okay. I don't understand Liquid's motivation because Liquid's entire motivation is I don't like the Patriots. Let's kill the Patriots so I can then become the Patriots. Yeah. Well, he he doesn't like the the image the Patriots have. Cre- my head my head's the end. What's in my head? He doesn't like the image that the Patriots have created for the world, and he wants the Patriots to be in his image. Gotcha. He wants the world to be in his image. So if he's the Patriots, he can control the world and dictate it how he wants it dictated. Which is yeah. Well, and I will say this too. He definitely talks a lot. So it's hard to decipher, and it's not like I'm not trying to be dense, um, and I don't think I'm missing any cues. It's just it's hard to decipher what he means when he says things like, I can't avoid my fate, so I'm just going to embrace it. So does that mean that, like, he wants to essentially be Big Boss and embrace what he was created to do, which is, like, just continue to perpetuate, like, Big Boss who would have wanted, like, an outer heaven and would have wanted, like, constant fighting? Like, is that what he means when he says, like, I'm going to embrace the fate that I have been given and just fucking do this? Or, like, is he... I, I just don't... Because, like, most bad guys are like, I'm gonna break free from my fate. But he, he instead is doing the opposite, which is, like, I'm going to play into what I was created to do, is what it feels like. Is that right? Or am I not hmm. getting it? Um, right? I yeah. can see it. I can see, definitely, for sure, see that. Okay. Because I just want to make sure, because, like, I never really... I can't really peg his motivations. It feels loose um because he says things like we're freaks who never should have existed but then says things like like i'm going to play my part or whatever so it's kind of hard to figure out but that's kind of the gist and i think sam i think your headcanon works too i think they're they're not mutually exclusive like i think they can both work um because they both make sense yeah no absolutely um so yeah but yeah in a nutshell liquid just wants to kill zero and big boss and just like wipe out all the patriots so that he can become a patriot um and uh eva brings her fucking joke apple back from last episode um she just like rolls her apple across the floor like i almost imagine her like she's totally fine she's just like pretending like she's wounded and she's just like (laughs) and she just like rolls her apple out and she's like right guys right and like no one well like it's and she yells at him because she's trying to reach Ocelot mm-hmm. and like it's supposed to be symbolic but it's mostly just funny. Yeah. And then okay. Ocelot and then Liquid son of a bitch picks the apple up. Is this possible? And crushes it. Yeah. Is that physically crush- possible? Can you crush it? I think so. Apple? I think so. I think I've seen it. I've seen In it real before. life. But then again, like, like maybe not with one hand. But then again, we've also determined that in this universe, psychic yeah. arms are okay. That's so, true. is it the liquid hand or is it the ocelot hand that smashes that? I I couldn't tell. It probably the liquid hand. But it'd be even better if it was the ocelot hand for some reason. It makes me feel real good. It's true. Um, yeah, it would have been funny if he picked it up. And he's like, I can't eat this. You rolled it on the <laughs> ground. That's disgusting. Um, but yeah, Just do a little washy wash. It's fine. There's a river. <laughs> it would have been real funny if he would have just like breathed on it, wiped it on his jacket, and would have been like teacher's pet, winked at her, taken a bite, and just walked off. And like that would have been and the whole then scene. crushed it. Yeah, and then crushed. And it. Then crushed it. Yeah. And throws it at her and says, "I hate apples. You're a terrible mother." <laughs> He's like, "You didn't cut this into quarters for me. You're a horrible mom." We should rewrite Metal Gear Solid Four in our image, like I agree. like liquid. We have to find Kojima. 
Oh yeah. my god, it's an analogy, guys. He wants oh, the fuck. he wants the next fuck. generation of developers to find him <laughs> and to take over the system and rebuild Metal Gear in their own image. Anyway, um, wow. that was me making an impersonation of me. So how great is that? Um, impersonation of who? Of me. It's me impersonating oh, nice. me. That impersonation was the type of person that Hideo Kojima's hate fucking in this game. Yeah, that's true too. Um, which is just me again, so that's great. Mm-hmm. I put mm-hmm. the me in meta this season. You guys. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Too meta. Holy, sh- Holy shit. Too meta for me. Um, but yeah, and then we get this real weird beat where Vamp just goes, boss. And then Liquid Ocelot goes, good. And then just says, the players have all assembled. And it's like, what fucking secret language are you guys speaking in? Like, did Vamp, like, under the frame of the camera just, like, do a hand gesture like a baseball player? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. The time has come. Snake has to witness Liquid's moment of triumph, I guess. Um, and we get the scene break where uh, Liquid and the gang all hop on their boat uh, while, again, the big boss boat's, like, fucking on fire. Um, and the boat goes out into the harbor. Uh, the Rat Patrol's there, so we see old Meryl. Uh, Meryl gets on the intercom and she's like, Liquid, stop! Um, and I guess they've just assembled America? Yeah, like, pretty much. Yep. Who are yep. these guys? Like, They have all these American flags just chilling on the boats and shit like that? Yeah, like, so all these, bo- all, yeah, all these boats show up with all these dudes that look kind of wimpy compared to the PMCs that we've been dealing with. Um, and I was under the impression that like PMCs were just everything. But now that this yeah. happens, I guess countries still have national armies um maybe i'm assuming this is just like the united states military and not like a pmc but again i thought that pmcs had like replaced national militaries in this future so i don't know um Mm. but um essentially liquid uh puts his hands up like he's complying um snake calls out to meryl and gets no response and then tension gets thick and then and then yep for all the complaining about cutscenes, the the perfect, the most perfect video game cutscene ever, fucking Liquid Ocelot, finger guns, <laughs> ultimate finger guns, good shit, good shit, A plus, 10 out of 10, would watch again. Yeah, the, just the sound design, so like, okay, for everybody who's playing along with the show, or who doesn't own a PS3, or whatever... Um, what ends up happening is Liquid Ocelot then takes his hands up and does some fucking, like, Xbox Connect shit. Um, <laughs> and, like, no one can pull the trigger on their guns anymore. And so, like, he's I guess he's showing off that, like, he can control the system. But It's a psychic arm. <laughs> yeah. And instead of, like, uh, instead of, like, I don't know, instead of just standing on the boat and being, like, system, turn off or whatever, he just does, like, hand gestures and so he, like, aims at the helicopters in the sky and f- fucking literally does, like, finger guns. Um, and when he when he does it, the camera, like, cuts into a tight shot of his finger guns and it goes, like, like, it makes, like, a reloading, like, a gun cocking sound. Mm-hmm. And then he just, like, does his little finger bang. guns at the helicopters. Yeah, and says bang. And the helicopters just fucking fall out of the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he just does it to does... the boats and he does it well, to he people. Well, he does... Shuts. He shuts off the lights of the boats. He points his finger guns at his head and says "bang," and then all the soldiers start having their like their like freak Caesar out, Town, like yeah. Caesar Town, USA freak out, like in the previous two acts. And then 
he fucking puts his hands up, two finger guns, and then starts like like moving them back and forth and like moving in a circle and going while the frogs are shooting everybody and it's just like i i remember watching this for the first time and watching it this time i don't know that i've ever seen a more incredible cut scene ever it's pretty great i almost wish that like it whenever it cut back to him he was just doing different hand gestures and for one of them he does like the quick jerk off and like the jizz throw like, I was hoping for uh, the uh, the Adam like, like catulator fingers. Rare. What a great time! What a fucking great time for him to have done that. Why didn't they do that? We get all the other right. Exactly. This. Where's that? <laughs> exactly. Sorry, I just had like Jerry Seinfeld does MGM host for a second. <laughs> Where's the ocelot hands? Ocelot not doing the hands. What's up with that? <laughs> I mean, they're your hands, buddy. Um, anyway, um, and so he just says like, he just says like, "Guns of the Patriots," which like everyone else is probably like, "What?" Um, and then in my head, I was like, "Guns of the Patriots," GOP, the Grand Old Uh-oh. Party, old conservative white men with mustaches. <gasps> Half Life Three oh, confirmed. Um, it's all, anyway. it's all connected. It's all connected. Yeah, it's insane. But uh, it's dope. It's great. He finger guns. You should check it out uh, on the mm-hmm. YouTube if you can. Um, Naomi looks bummed the fuck out the whole time this is happening. Um, mm-hmm. Which I, I want to. I want to. I want like an audio track of her internal monologue where she's like, "Oh fuck, he's doing <laughs> finger guns." <laughs> <sighs> I told him not to do. It's like, just like I shouldn't. Whatever. I shouldn't have betrayed. I shouldn't have. My sudden but inevitable betrayal shouldn't have happened. <laughs> I have to sit here and witness this. God damn it. Yuck. Um, but then Akiba uh, saves Meryl oh um, because God. he's not affected. No, we're not at the oh God part yet. We're about to be, and I'm going to lose my mind. Um, uh, and so uh, Johnny saves Meryl. Um, all the other Rat Patrol boys get shot up, but they're not dead. Um, no. Ocelot. They definitely, they definitely do a macho we were brothers speech to each other. <laughs> they do a like they were Dom about to die. And f- Dom and uh, <laughs> definitely Dom and Marcus. Marcus. Yeah, just like <laughs> hey, bro. Dude, I almost expected like the tales from the Borderlands, like bro, bro, my bro, bro, like thing. Now, it's just like hey, bro. Yeah, bro. Bro, 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 bro. bro. It was just weird. Well, and so essentially, so Jonathan looks at uh, what the fuck is his name? The, the other guy, Ed. Ed, yeah, that's right. Jonathan looks at Ed and goes, "You know, we were real good partners." And then Ed goes, "No, nah, we were real good." Partners. <laughs> and it's just like, come just on, like, you guys are the fucking worst yeah. characters. <laughs> Get a room. Um, and then also, like dr- the, oh, good, like the like the we were brothers in uncomfortably homoerotic <laughs> de- death speech. Yeah, pretty, you know that one, that tropey <laughs> that one. one. Come on. Um, but yeah, and then Ocelot just like kind of puts on by with his little boat, and he's just like, "Oh hey, you want this? Whatever!" And just fucking throws Big Boss into the fire. Throws Big Boss, cooks Big Boss in his marinade bag. Cooks him, cooks him for too long. Put the bag in the grill. You take him no, out of the bag. You have bag. to take it out. Take him out. Put him on the grill. Cook it, and then flip it once, only once, to get the best flavor. And that's a legitimate cooking tip your goal when you cook a steak is to put it on no shut up this is true these people these these people need to know these people need to know steak saturday put it steak saturdays put it on the grill cook it on one side 
and then flip it once. Not steak. Burgers? I don't know. Steak, too. <laughs> meat. Cutlets of meat. Hey, but with steak... Z- with steak burgers, sometimes you gotta do you gotta mash them real hard, like steak, yeah, you gotta steak push them. You gotta push them down real hard. Like a little steak and shake is good. I know about yeah. those things. Yeah. But yeah, also I just steak straight... and shake is. I'm I'm very sorry to do this, but steak and shake is is both good and bad. Oh, it's at wonderful. The same time. It's a burger paradox. I, I do steak and shake almost as yeah, much as I like skate and steak, but uh, skate and steak That's... is the best. Fries <laughs> dropping in. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, so Ocelot's just like we don't need this no more. You want, and Eva's like me want, and then he just <laughs> flip Big Boss into a fire. Was into the fire, and like, then I was, Eva. I was so oh, upset. God. Like there, he's and, like he's like yeah, you can take it back. I don't fucking need this anymore. And like just throws him into the fire, and I was like, you gonna do that? Are you serious? Yep. Um, but then and, Eva, like a good marinade, a good marinade doesn't mean anything if you're going to cook it for too long. Yeah, well, and a good marinade doesn't mean anything if the cook then dives into the fire. Um, yeah. So like Eva's yes, just Jesus Christ. like so what? Okay, I don't understand. So two things: either a she's trying to like be, the, like feel what Big Boss feels because she's so connected to him and she wants to die with him or whatever. But like Big Boss gets flipped into the fire. Then Eva just goes into the fire and like doesn't do mm-hmm. anything. She just like stands <laughs> in the fire and then goes like, "This hurts." Because like this is like this is like the Titanic. Like there was definitely room on the door for both of them. Like there was definitely enough of the fucking marinade bag sticking out of the just fire for her out. to just drag him out without touch, without getting in there. Well, she didn't even. She, but when she got in there, she didn't even pull him out. She just stood there. And yeah, just she just burned. walks into the fire and screams, and then Snake has to like go get her, and then he burns the fuck out of his face <laughs> and he like, just walks into the fire too and he's like I guess this is what we're doing now like, holy shit this is like I should feel like this is supposed to be a very big dramatic scene and it's just like what are these dumb fire decisions these people are making right now I just wanted Stop to be like a fire marshal like right off frame that's just shaking his head silently mm-hmm. um, and it's just like this is what you're not supposed to do around fire also, let's watch an example of what you should do around fire when your dad has been thrown into the flames <laughs> in a marinade bag. Snakes, I just realized that Snake's just watching his parents catch on fire and scream. <laughs> I don't know why that makes it funnier, but it's just like, and then my mom walked into the fire. It's just like it freeze frames on his face and it's like, this is me. I bet you're wondering how I got here. That would be oh goddamn! Fucking can't. The thing that I don't understand is like hold on. So Snake's dad's in a fire. Snake mom. Snake's mom goes into the fire to just be in the fire, and then Snake mm-hmm. goes into the fire. But then Snake, instead of yelling like liquid or ocelot, he just yells. He's real mad at Otacon for like no reason. Like, looking, like, into it, I get it because because he wants Otacon to send Mark Mark 2 onto <laughs> the Mark. boat. He just wants Mark to go on the <laughs> boat. No, he wants to send, he's trying to send the fucking robot, the police knots robot, onto the boat to, like, follow, like, to track Liquid and so they can keep track of where he is. And it makes sense, and it's, like, good that he's thinking about that in the moment, but, like, it's just, it, it it's just so funny well, the and then, like, the line is delivered is just like he's so hateful. He's just like, yeah. oh, God. 
like Otacon did this to him. And then like the dramatic like hero appearance like scene happens, like the blurry like from the fire comes the hero and it's just the fucking robot. It's a little fucking Mark II. It's pretty great. (laughs) Jesus Christ. But yeah, and then Liquid uh so and I will say this, because Liquid does I'm not sure Liquid or Ocelot or whoever can 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 pop out at this moment. Maybe he's affected Mm -hmm. by what he sees. But when he I will say this, when he does see Eva Ocelot does all of a sudden get like a face of shame for like a second. Mm. Um, and then as the boat's kind of putting away after they just like fucking, they flick the cigarette into the like gas fire, but the cigarette is Big Boss. Yeah. Um, Ocelot just puts on his like Bono shades. Like he totally looks <laughs> like he should be in U2. Um, like as soon as he put them on, I just heard like the chorus for Vertigo <laughs> come on. Um, <laughs> and, um, I might just need to take the uh. YouTube strike and just like actually cut that together. I might slip that into <laughs> the Slack. So if you're a Patreon yep. backer and you're on the Slack, expect the hello, hello, <laughs> in a place. Keep going, man. Yeah. yeah. When he puts on his fucking or, sunshade. Or like, I wear my sunglasses <laughs> at night. Yeah, it's real good. But yeah, and then he just pulls the fuck on out, out of there. And then the screen fades to black. And in my mind, I'm like, cool, this is the end of the act. Nope. But then it fades back. Mm. And there are Americans God. all over the water. They're, they're dead everywhere. And I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be intense. And then... We have a dedicated scene to Johnny and Meryl. And I'm just going to read my Kiss. note word for word here. Kiss my ass this scene. <laughs> this this whole... So my note word for word is I did not need this scene with Johnny and Meryl at all. Absolutely. Not never. Not at all. Not here. Mm-hmm. Not needed. Please God why. Never again. Don't mm-hmm. want. Never wanted. Never needed. Mm-hmm. Why have you done mm-hmm. this to us, Kojima? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree with every word. Uh, one, why is he so pretty? Number two, why is he suddenly competent right now? Number three, when he saves her life, why does she just kiss him? Because there has been no telegraph romance between these two, ever. Not once. What the fuck is going on in this scene? I want my <laughs> refund. Please, thank you. Yeah. Number, God, Number four, me. after she kisses him, she immediately turns around and spits up more water, which I was yeah. like, so you were drowning Great. when you were good, kissing Johnny still? Good, good. Like, you thought that was the most important thing to do in that moment. Good fucking job, Meryl Silverberg. Yeah. So I knew this was coming because essentially what happens is we cut to and we see Johnny um, with – well, so hold on. i got to make a distinction. We see Akiba with Meryl. Um, yeah. And, it's, like uh, it's, it's like a form change. When he's wearing his mask, he's Akiba. When he's like – when he removes the mask and reveals he's a fucking 10, <laughs> he's, yeah. he's Johnny. Well, and so here's how I remembered that this was going to happen is the moment it shows uh, Akiba and Meryl on the sort of like uh, riverfront – um, you can see, and I don't know if this is the first time, but you see like a tuft of his hair hanging out of the mask. Mm. And I was like, oh shit, he's about to lose his mask. I remember this part. <laughs> I hate this. And I just like immediately just like Who does he look like? like he looks like somebody. He looks like he's Snake. Like face. He looks like Young Snake. He does kind of look like Snake, Young Snake, yeah. Which is like real fucked up, Meryl. Like, that's gross. Don't do that. Don't go out she with somebody has... that looks like your ex. She has a type. <laughs> But yeah, so essentially, uh, Akiba takes off his mask, gives Meryl CPR, keeps saying shit like, don't do this to me, don't leave me, and like, just all this weird shit that like, he very clearly never was thinking this way before. Um, he doesn't have to shit for quite a while, which is crazy. Um, I don't know how that happened. Um, and uh, she comes back to life. 
uh, immediately upon coming back to life looks at him and then kisses him, like Snake mentioned, or Snake <laughs> mentioned, like Sam mentioned. Sam, I, I mean, I'll take it. <laughs> there you go. Congratulations. Um, wow, in like 59 episodes, never not did that, just did it right now. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially she just like says like thank you, and they like hold each other. And my favorite is like they hold each other, the camera tilts up for a second, then it like shifts focus from them to Snake's just chilling with his mom. Like it was the funniest thing. It was just like, oh, and here are these lovers on the riverfront, and <laughs> yep. his mother, his, his mom, who then like says like some deep shit about how like he's a beast, just like the beasts, and the beast cannot be destroyed unless the light is turned off, yeah. and then she just dies. Yeah, she just like she has like it's almost like all of the Hallmark cards that she has seen in her life just come out of her mouth as she's dying right now, because like. She just kind of, like, has verbal diarrhea. Like, I guess it's the opposite of, like, when you die, you shit yourself. She's, like, verbally shitting herself as she's dying. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But she's just, like, light, dark, shadow. If light, then shadow. Must dark. (laughs) All dark. Shadow's bad. Shadow's forever. You this. You shadow. You shadow. Die. Shadow the hedgehog. Blah. (laughs) Um, It's just real weird. Um, A plus game, by the way. And then uh, Drebin just rolls up. And he's yeah, like, Drebin shows up, and then the skin monkey comes in and adds just some, some much-needed levity to this very dramatic scene. Yeah, um, yeah. I was thinking to myself, what would skin monkey do here? And then he showed <laughs> mm-hmm. up. Of course, skin monkey would drink drink soda and then dance. And he does... <laughs> he do what skin monkey do. Yep. We, we need and skin then, monkey in our lives right now. Um, I, again, I'm going to maintain... Cute monkey. Oh, the monkey's get out of here. The monkey's cute. Well, and so how about this? How long was Drebin just chilling before he decided to like roll up? Because like he, <laughs> he might have could have saved Eva's life. <laughs> just putting that out there. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So nitpicks aside, that's the end of Act Three. Um, and yeah, we uh, my game clock. So I wanted to ask you guys: Is the post screen for the acts? It's cumulative, right? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Okay, because it didn't oh, make no. any sense for mine, because, like, my game clock was, like, 10 hours, which makes sense, because I, like, left it paused for a scene and, like, went and did some shit. Um, and then uh, I had zero continues. Um, I had seven alerts, which, like, 100% had to be cumulative, because I was, like, I've never not, I've never alerted anybody in Act 3. Like, how the fuck is this seven? Um, I had 11 kills, 20 recovery, 36 weapons procured, and 86 flashbacks. No special items. How about you guys? Oh, are we doing this? I don't remember. Word. Right I on. have, like, I've been bad. I've been bad, and, like, I keep on forgetting to, like, take down this information, so. Oh, you're fine. No, I just, like, I don't, in, in oh. general, do you guys, like, fucking go ham and yeah. kill a bunch of people, or? I can tell you mine. Um, <laughs> so if these are... If these are cumulative, then that makes a lot more sense, because these numbers are quite high. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) These are inflated. I promise I'm not this bad. Um, Continues, 27. Alerts, 92. Kills, 89. (laughs) Recovery items, 25. Weapon items, 38. Flashbacks, 87. So, um, Hell yeah. pretty like bad. <laughs> um, so what'd you guys think over all of the act before we kind of tip our hats and move on to the next place? It good, mostly. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I actually really liked it. Better or worse. For better or for worse, I yes. had a very good time with this act, and it was way more action-packed than I remember from the first yeah. time. As far as the story went, like, this is where the game kind of started to lose me, because it just, like, this whole act was just designed for Eva to dump information point after point after point on Snake, and it's just like, there's so much shit, and I, like, can I play the game, and then... They let me play the game, and the parts where I played, it was like, this is real good, I like this, and it's very, it's a lot of variety, and then cutscenes again, and it's just like, ugh. So, like, on one hand, it's, like like I said, not my favorite act, but low-key my favorite act, um, but it, it's, it's, it's I feel like they could have paced stuff throughout. Information-wise. Right? So, like, I'll agree with yeah. you 100%, Sam. Yeah, I think... Info-wise, they could have made the act a little bit longer. They could have interspersed the, like, for instance... And maybe it would have been a little a little less impactful, but like maybe give us like the big ticket shit in a cutscene, but then have Eva talk to Snake while they're like infiltrating something in Europe together or something. Mm-hmm. And maybe instead of like having the resistance already have Big Boss, maybe have them be actively going to get Big Boss and they're like, We know where he's at, we're gonna bust in and we're gonna save him and so you bust in with Eva and she tells you shit while you're playing. Mm-hmm. Um, like that might have been a little bit more dynamic either that or maybe like sprinkle this information throughout the game up until this point that way Eva can just say I'm your mom here's what's up with your dad and mm-hmm. boom as opposed to like everything yeah um, but yeah I don't know it's crazy I had a good time with it um, I think unfortunately this information needs to be dumped at this point because the rest of the game is gonna pretty much just fucking rock and roll yeah, assuming fucking, that you know everything you better you're fucking. You better Woo! strap the fuck That's in. That's all I gotta say for Act Four, dude. You Woo! better strap the fuck in because your goddamn reality is about to take a fucking beating. Yeah, <laughs> Isaac, I'm so ready for this because, like, I'm so stoked for you to play this because it's gonna God. be like Act Four Isaac. is like Michael <laughs> Bay is directing the metal. Game I was gonna game. say Act Four. So uh, for as much as like the complaints about this game kind of roll through Act Four, I think. If you're a Metal Gear fan, is probably the most perfect section of video game mm. ever. It's fucking and, phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. And it's I hope great. it. I hope and I are remembering there, it. Are there a lot of uh, cutscenes? Like, I mean, there's still a bunch of cutscenes, but I feel like there's also a fair amount gameplay. of like, gameplay. Um, yeah. Also, there's it's like, like there are multiple bosses which we've not mm-hmm. encountered yet. It's, it's cool. the right kind of it's the right kind of fan service. I think the entire act is. Yeah, I almost wonder how it would have been if they would have opened with like what Act Four did. Mm. Mm. Like, it would have it it wouldn't have made sense. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, going back to uh, Act Three, uh, as somebody who this is their first time playing it, I to me I really appreciated them dumping the information. Um, maybe when they did when mm. you know how they did it because it was if I feel like if they had spread it out maybe that impact wouldn't have hit you as hard uh, granted it is a lot of information but I think that it <clears throat> excuse me because it pl- it tied together a lot of the presents and bows and whatnot um, <laughs> I had a lot of aha moments and I was like, man, that makes a lot of sense. That's really cool. That's awesome. And blah blah blah, blah stuff like that. Uh, Whereas if I, I think if they spread it out, I'm glad. I'm glad you feel yeah, that way. Yeah, because I feel like I was 
really dumb <laughs> throughout the whole series. I was like, I don't understand this. <laughs> <laughs> well, realistically, too, like I'm, I, I would assume that I had the same reaction the first time that I played it. Same. Um, I'm very. I'm certain I did. Yeah, because I probably loved every minute of it, and I still loved it a lot this time. But I think this time I is when I noticed, and it may have been that I was like taking notes. Yeah. But I was just like, this is much. Yeah. A lot. And I'm. So, yeah, I'm <laughs> so yeah. I'm sure I'll feel that way uh, with the next time I play this. I'll be like, all right, skip, skip, skip. Um, but for the first time, it was A plus. I would have to say. Yeah, I'm sad to see Eva go. Right after we met her, she showed up. Yeah, I like her a lot. She's a good character. But um, oh, also one big thing that I just want to throw out there right here, right now, um, is that. Eva says something that's actually very important, which is that in Eva's opinion, and you need to realize as well as like a player, and it'll probably, we'll talk about it to some extent moving forward, um, but like Eva spent quite a lot of time with the boss um, since she was like undercover and stuff like that. And like she even mentioned in MGS3 that like the boss talked to her in private and stuff. Uh, but Eva makes this distinction that neither Zero nor Big Boss had it right. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think that's like an her, impo- yeah, like the boss. What the boss wanted, yeah, yeah, and I think that's an important distinction to make because it's it's important to show that there are no good guys mm-hmm. in this. So like, big boss isn't good. He's like misinterpreting it and being essentially a warmonger, which is like the even the series is saying that that's a bad thing. Um, yeah. Zero is doing the exact same thing, but through like cultural cachet mm-hmm. and like manipulation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Snake, I would say Solid Snake's not even necessarily a good guy either. Solid Snake's just like, I didn't ask for this. I want out of this nightmare, and I'm just going to fucking clean this up. So, like, nobody's really, like, a good guy in this game, yeah. really. Except like, for Johnny. Ha! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's favorite gonna... playboy. <laughs> Johnny doodle, Sasaki. Doodle, <laughs> doodle <laughs> boy Johnny. Little meet, little meet the Deedles doo-doo boy Johnny Sasaki. Jesus Christ. But yeah, so I I don't know. I think it's just super important to kind of outline that like Snake's really just a survivor, just like he's been saying all along. Like he's not a hero. Mm-hmm. He's just trying to fucking clean up this mess um, that all the grown-ups made, essentially. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's it. That's that's Act 3. We're getting closer to finishing the game. I had a really good time. Fun. Me too. So real quick, just some sort of final recap stuff. Um, I just wanted to point out, so we are inching ever closer, um, Forever and Astronaut sort of as a unit. Um, and I, I feel like we don't do this enough, so I just wanted to really quickly just kind of establish again. So I know that we use the term like production company and the term studio quite a lot when talking about Forever and Astronaut. Forever and Astronaut is essentially just like a label for like a two-man band. So like Forever and Astronaut is just me and James Reichmuth with our friends kind of collaborating um so we're essentially a two-man creative team um and we are creating things that we want to see in the world um so that being said 
Uh, we don't have a shit ton of money. Um, everything that we do, we do out of the passion of our hearts and out of the time that we scrape from the bottom of the barrel. Um, and we've been doing some really cool shit, um, but we always could use a little boost. Um, so that being said, like we're inching ever so closer to having like Metal Gear Mondays at least um, paid for as far as like monthly kind of like uh, hosting uh, requirements for keeping the show running. Um, so any little bit helps. Um, if you guys dig this show, if you want to see our other stuff, go to foreverandastronaut.com. Um, we're, we did a full-blown first season of a TV show covering game developers called Dev Diary. Um, and the first season's I think it's really good. Um, we do a lot of other stuff. Um, we're working on uh, pitching a couple shows and working on like potentially some features coming up soon. Um, but really, we're just like a two-man band. Um, and to some extent, like me and Sam have been a two-man band before. Me and Isaac have been a two-man band before. So like, quite literally, like actually a two-man band. Um, <laughs> so like, so we're just regular dudes. Um, so. We love doing this, and we love that you guys are listening and checking it out. But if you do have a little bit of money to spare, as little as a dollar a month gets you episodes early, access to the fan slack where we're all hanging out, cutting up, talking about stupid shit, um, listening to uh, Kendrick Lamar. Um, and uh, yeah. just do Hell it yeah. right. Damn, yeah. best rap Damn. album of the year. So fucking good. <laughs> yeah. So good. I will say my weekend, shit, my weekend has been Damn and Run the Jewels 3, and it's been great. Mm. Oh, um, nice. But yeah, so. Bring it back. Check it out. That shit's great. Um, and help us out if you can. I understand that not everybody can. Uh, so, But $5 a month outside of the $1, um, you can get access to all of our shows and all of our films early, even while it's like just being sent to film festivals. Um, so, yeah, every little bit helps. Um, besides that, you can check out the show, uh, facebook.com slash Metal Gear Mondays, um, patreon.com slash Forever Nationaut. Um, on Twitter, hashtag Metal Gear Mondays, um, soundcloud.com slash Metal Gear Mondays. Um, and I'm on Twitter at AC Summerfield. Sam, Isaac, where can they find you guys in that order? Sam. <laughs> well, really quick, before I talk about myself, um, y'all, we're, like the Metal Gear Mondays Facebook page is still shy of... Um, enough likes for Zach to or for Zach uh, to burn a literal copy of uh, Snake Snake's Revenge. Revenge. So get on that, like that shit. Wasn't it, wasn't it like two hundred? Yeah. So we're at one seventy eight. Yeah. So we need like yeah. twenty two. Come on, y'all. Yeah. Burn like y- you know y'all want this. Let's get it. Yep. Also, um, iTunes reviews and stuff. I mean, we've gotten some really good shit. Um, but keep them coming because they help out tremendously. Mm-hmm. Um, then to talk about myself a little bit, you can find me on Twitter at Sanjul. That's S A N J U U L. Um, you can also find me. I do a podcast with my friend Jeff called From Another Mother, um, where it's just two friends who have known each other for going on 12, 13 years at this point. Just kind of bullshitting. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, just, uh, bullshitting back and forth about stuff. Um, from another mother, it's at fromanothermother.podbean.com. Um, it's also on iTunes. Um, we would appreciate reviews there. Uh, thank you. Uh, absolutely. And, and I and can't, can't rem- recommend recommend it enough. Um, I'm gonna do a hunt. That was me bowing. <laughs> Fair so. enough. Isaac, thank you. Do you have anything to That's anything a... worth bowing over? Um. Nope. <laughs> I don't really have much to uh, much of an update. Um, I've got a Twitter account. If you guys didn't know, it's called doesn't have a twit. Um, there's no apostrophe. I I think uh, some of 
the people that are trying to find this or putting an apostrophe in that. Um, there's no apostrophe in that. Aww. Uh, it just doesn't have a twit. And then um, uh, tweet at me, and I won't tweet back. <laughs> so, yeah, pretty much. So Isaac's last tweet was, um, um, I am eternally grateful for all the men and women in my life, especially Rick W. Funderbark. Um Hashtag 5450, hashtag 5450, hashtag MGM, hashtag, and then there's nothing after that hashtag. Um, and <laughs> yeah, it got two, it got two likes. Aww. Of course, of course, one of them was uh, uh, Rick W. Funderburk, and the other one was David Lydon, and David Lydon responded to David Lydon's tweet. a fucking champ, by the way. David Lydon is yeah. great. Um, he responded to that tweet. With a picture of AI Colonel from MGS2, the skeleton part, and it says, Trivial information is accumulating every second. Still, I like your tweets. <laughs> oh. Yeah, uh, David's uh, meme, MGS meme game's on point, because like, every time on he tweets point. at me, he's got like pictures from MGS2 and MGS3, and it's wonderful. Yeah. Um, so, hat tip to you, sir. Um, <laughs> but yeah, let's get Isaac to tweet. And uh, so, I will say this. Um, Unfortunately, due to timing concerns, again, kind of like a repeat of the last time, we are recording the side op uh, pretty quickly. So by the time that you're hearing this, uh, Act 3 responses will have needed to have been submitted already. Um, With that being said, for Act 4, if you guys can get your... your, My brain just broke. If you guys could get your uh, (laughs) messages, your your questions, comments, uh, something that I fucked up that you want to put me on blast for, I you have my permission. I will it will come out of my mouth. I'll read I'll read your I'll read your complaint uh, on the show. Um, But you you've got a week from uh, this coming Monday. So what is that? Seventeenth. So a week from the seventeenth to the twenty fourth. So you have April twenty fourth to get Act Four Part One. Um, and anything before that. So you've got until the 24th of April to get in uh, halfway point of Act 4 all the way back to the beginning of MGS4 or just general shit that you want mm-hmm. uh, that's Metal Gear related. Um, definitely, like, if you send me a book, just expect me to, like, edit it down a little bit. Um, if you send me, like, two sentences, expect me to, like, kind of riff off of that for a little bit. But that's kind of the gist. So... Yes, thank you guys so very much. Very, very much. Uh, if you talk about us on social media, um, on Facebook, definitely at, at Metal Gear Mondays, um, and find the tag to link. Um, but if you're on Twitter, just hashtag Metal Gear Mondays. I'm mon- I monitor that hashtag pretty closely. So even if you don't want to tweet at me, or if you, for whatever reason, don't remember anything that I just said f- five minutes ago, um, just hashtag Metal Gear Mondays on whatever you're tweeting about, and I will see it. So. Sick, you guys. I'm excited. Everybody's excited. Metal Gear Solid 4 is going to be great. Isaac, Woo. can you take us take us where we need to be? Take you to the sweet spot. Wow, no, there's a Star Wars trailer playing on my phone. I was looking at Instagram, and my thumb slipped on one of the videos. Well, uh-huh. I mean, we're done with the important stuff. <laughs> So I thought it would be okay, and my thumb slipped on a video, and it was the Star Wars Battlefront 2 trailer, and okay. That was my bad. Is that game just going to be digital? Or is uh, it, it going to ship in a... In a, in a well, what's like what's a, the word for it? 
They don't physical a jewel copy? case. No, they put it in like a physical. Well, like what are those? What do they put the physical copies in though? Like a a, like a, a DVD a box. I usually. I, oh, all oh, right. It's just a box. I was gonna call it a GameStop condom. <laughs> <laughs> just a box.